Hey everyone, this is Mitchell Hora back on another exciting episode of the Topsoil Podcast. Mitchell Hora from Washington, Iowa, um, with Continuum Mag and Senior Management. Wanting to uh, just give a shout out to the last episode from Trent talking about marketing, um, direct marketing, how we can be profitable and the economics on the farm the way they are now. It's uh, quite the deal that we're faced with. Um, you hear about more and more farm bankruptcies and even suicides and stuff. Uh, we've got to keep a positive light on the farm, um, look to brighter days ahead, and continuing to find ways to have fun, uh, to be able to be profitable, and to be able to um, live a good life, you know, live, live the farm life and live kind of that um, American dream, I suppose you could say, too, on the farm. Um, or on your farm all around the world, wherever you may reside. So I encourage you to check out that last episode. Trent ended the episode um, asking a couple questions. One, wanted to talk a little bit about boron and sulfur here today. Um, and I'll talk about trace genomics just a little bit later as well. Um, so in looking at boron and sulfur, we utilize a couple different soil testing tools to be able to evaluate our soil boron. Um, and sulfur. We can utilize some regular soil testing. Um, if you're requesting some basic micronutrients, those are typically um, on a on a soil testing report, typically in a parts per million assessment of the soil. Um, that's a good way to be able to get just a at least a look into what your soil um, availability is looking like. A regular soil test there you can get for not very expensive. I also like to assess my sulfur and boron with the Haney Soil Health Test. That gives me a look into what is the actual plant available sulfur and boron. So that's been really interesting to look at that. So I definitely do encourage you of course to soil test and whatnot and not guess when it comes to what is out in your soil. But I've got a pretty good idea on what you're going to find all but maybe 1% or so of the soil samples that I'm pulling are at a even close to halfway sufficient level of sulfur and or boron. Um, Meaning 99% of the soil samples that I'm taking are showing low sulfur and boron. 99% low. And that is definitely not good. And part of that is we used to get sulfur out of the atmosphere um, it used to come with the rainfall, and we would get it from the air um, because of all the coal and whatnot that we were burning. Now the atmosphere does not have near as much sulfur in it anymore. We've seen a drastic decline um, in those levels over the last uh, about two decades, now getting a little bit longer than that, due to the Clean Air Act that was implemented in the 90s. Um, so we're getting that air cleaned up now not getting the sulfur from the atmosphere anymore. Um, So now guys are looking at ways to get that sulfur applied um, in the season or getting it applied with products out on the farm. Biggest things we're looking at to be able to do that um, would be AMS, which is ammonium sulfate, where you're gonna get 24% sulfur. Um, Most guys there are looking at an application of 100 to 150 pounds of of AMS per acre. So that's where you get, you know, that um, 20 to uh, 35 or so units of sulfur per acre. 
Um, seems to be pretty good. You'll definitely want to split apply and like I said, not apply too much of any of those certain products. Um, you don't want your sulfur levels to get too abnormally high. Most, For the most part, I'm looking at a sulfur level uh, to be desirable around that 25 to 35 parts per million of sulfur in my soil is kind of what I'm shooting for. Most of the farms that I'm looking at right now, um, definitely more than 90% of the soil samples I've taken are at 10 parts per million or maybe even a little bit lower. To me, that 7 to 10 parts per million is basically that's an empty fuel tank. Empty fuel tank of sulfur um, down there at that 7 to 10 parts per million. I'd like to get it up to 25 to 35 parts per million. And uh, AMS has been a, a pretty good tool to be able to do that. Get a little bit of nitrogen out of that product, of course, as well. Another uh, tool that we're looking at using is gypsum. So gypsum will have the calcium and some sulfur there, so it's a limine agent. So you're gonna adjust pH a little bit, going to improve base percentages, move some of that magnesium out of our soils, loosen up our soil a little bit, improve soil structure at the molecular level. So take a look there at, um, at gypsum as well, especially if you are wanting to look at improving pH and improving base percentages while at the same time getting some sulfur out there on your farm. There are some other tools as well to look at with elemental sulfur or ammonium thiosol or some other products as well. Um, I think it's just a, I, you know, I'm not too partial to whatever you want to use, just um, finding better options, finding what's going to work for you, whether that be a liquid foliar product, um, starter additive, um, or some of these broadcast tools as well. Just know that um, you're definitely going to get some better initial response and be able to fix drastic issues quickly with a foliar product um, or a starter kind of a product versus something that's going to be broadcast. So for the broadcast, we're looking to um, kind of work towards building some things up slowly. And then with a foliar product or a starter product, we're going to get that quick sulfur um, to help our plants to, to work efficiently. With boron, I see typically the same kind of a deal where our boron numbers are very low. Um, only a small percentage would be even close to an adequate level of boron. For the most part, soil testing, I'm seeing boron numbers around 0.4 to 0 0.7, 0 0.8 parts per million boron. And I'd like to see it close to two, maybe even two and a half percent boron. Um, but we have to be very careful because boron can get toxic. Um, so whenever you're applying boron, you wouldn't want to apply more than uh, you know, a pound, pound and a half per acre. I've heard guys doing a little bit more than that. Um, just be careful and split apply boron. Um, boron and sulfur are definitely going to be um, helpful for getting nitrogen usage uh, ramped up and being able to, especially for soybeans or other legumes that are trying to fix nitrogen, um, that boron is really important in that process. So understand where your boron levels are at um, and be looking to get some products out there to build that up. Um, part of the issue with sulfur and boron and why this is a topic for discussion is sulfate um, and, and boron are going to be a lot more leachable, a lot more mobile in the soil. They're going to react a lot more like nitrate does in our soils that they're going to move around. So we've got to be conscious of that and make sure that we're spoon feeding boron and sulfur um, and treating them in the same way that we're treating nitrogen. So be looking to 
evaluate souls, do tissue sampling is a great way to look at is that sulfur and boron actually getting into your plants um, and be watching for those visual signs as well um, to monitor issues. I think the boron and sulfur issues are going to become more and more of a deal um, over the next five, ten years and uh, even beyond that as well. So just be conscious of sulfur and boron. A little tidbit on trace genomics. Um, like Trent said, they're a soil DNA analysis lab. So doing some extremely thorough testing, which is very cool. Um, showing the soil microbiome, the exact species of microbes in our soil like we've never been able to really see before. So some really cool stuff going on there. Very thorough analysis. Um, it does have a, a price along with it, you know, a little bit more expensive, but that's okay um, with the information pretty thorough information that we're getting out of that test. Definitely something to look for um, as we move along as more thorough, thorough soil analysis becomes a bigger deal. So we'll continue working with them a lot and uh, would love to chat with anybody about them. Um, get you connected with trying a tester or a couple tests on your farm and seeing what those results um, can show you what you can learn from that. So now um, just wanting to kind of pass things back over um, to Trent and um, for uh, just kind of a question, I suppose, you know, to pass back to him, I'm thinking about how, Trent, how do you, you know, look at and approach conservation and sustainability and whatnot? What is kind of your outlook just as a whole on conservation at this point, on sustainability, on being more environmentally conscious and whatnot. Um, what are your thoughts there when it comes to making the conscious decisions to be um, more conservation driven, more sustainability driven? Um, and how do you think that is going to play out over the years to come? Just like some of your thoughts, I suppose, on um, where you're seeing the opportunities right now and uh, some of those opportunities to come uh, would be really awesome. Um, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we look forward to providing you more content, showing uh, insights into sustainable agriculture in um, Iowa and around the world. We'd love to continue harboring conversation online, especially find us on Twitter or Facebook. Um, you can search the Topsoil Podcast. Find me at Continuum Ag LLC and find Trent at Seed Junkie or at Stout Seeds. Thank you very much.